everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Yo Shit Together. Glenn, thank you. That was good. You had passion. You closed your eyes. You shook your head. It was like you were singing an old Motown song. I loved it. That's right. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. How the hell are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. Good, good shit. Good shit, good shit. Groovy, groovy. Groovy, groovy, my man. Well, thank you all for listening today. In the podcast studio right now, you've got your man Kyle Reed. Sitting across from me is... Glenn Rocks here. And hanging out in the studio today taking notes is Rohit Rohila. He's going to be putting some fantastic material together for you guys that you can find on his website, 30dayliferesetcom It's going to be an amazing procrastination guide, so... I urge you all to go and check that out. It's going to be free until May. So hurry up and get there. Time is going to be running out. You're listening to this already and it's the middle of March, so you don't have much time left. Get to the website, download it. You'll be golden. I promise. This week's episode for you guys, we have a topic that Glenn and I discussed a while back. We put this on the board quite some time ago, didn't we? We did, we did. Yeah, we, we did, we did. Groovy, groovy. So yeah, it's not just groovy, groovy. It's everything. You got to duplicate it all. I've got some healthy competition going here with you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, it. And that's exactly what this week's episode is all about. It's all about competition, but specifically healthy versus unhealthy competition. Now, competition can be a good thing. and also It also can be a bad thing. It can bring positivity. It could bring negativity, right? I think in, in life... Balance is very, very important. So when we bring in this episode, Glenn, we talk about healthy versus unhealthy competition. What does that mean to you? Ooh, unhealthy competition. Uh, anything that actually creates resentment and mm, negativity. Right? That's good. Um, there, there's, in my opinion, several things in that. Um, fighting for your piece of the pie. You're competing to get what you think you're owed but you also think it's a limited amount of success, so you can't possibly get enough of it. Mm -hmm. It starts breeding negativity if you fail. Because, oh man, I never had a chance of getting this. I was just working so hard, I didn't get this. John over there next door, he got the promotion that I worked so hard for. What did John ever do? John didn't deserve this. John doesn't deserve deserve this. this. I deserve it. It's mine. You know, that was something I wrote down too, was creating... From a negative perspective, mm-hmm. I had a few notes for both negative and positive, healthy and unhealthy. Creating resentment was one of them that it could potentially do, right? Mm-hmm. If if you don't create the right kind of competition. Right. What about validation and attention seeking? The one-uppers. Okay. So people who attempt to seek validation through creating competition that doesn't really need to exist. They're creating a competition Trying just so they up. can thump their chest and say, I'm the greatest at this. Wow. Okay. No so, matter what you've done, they've done something better. So you made over the weekend, because I'm just, I'm infatuated with this thing that you made over the weekend. You made a mashed potato, a, a bacon wrapped mashed potato meatloaf love roll. <laughs> I like that name. Right. Meatloaf love roll. Like mashed name. potato meatloaf love roll. So if I said, oh, Glenn, that sounds awesome. Okay, but one time I did the same thing, but I put 
stuffed sausages in the middle of it, and I did this, and this is, and it was way better than what you made. Yeah, that sounds delicious. <laughs> I inadvertently gave you an idea, right? Cooking with GYST. I gave you an idea on accident, but that's the kind of thing you're thinking about, right? Is is you just shared something that you did over the weekend with us that you were super proud of, evidently. Mm-hmm. Sounded pretty pretty darn awesome, right? But someone could turn that around and make it negative and try to one-up for no reason, right? To try exactly. to invalidate you in order to validate themselves. Exactly. And parents are guilty of this, too, with their children. Mm-hmm. Bragging on their children. Look at my child. He got straight A's. Oh, yeah? Well, my child beat your child up. Whoa. <laughs> right? Whoa, we know what bummer sticker you're going to have. Well, my, my uh, your stick figure family doesn't matter to my T-Rex. Right? This is true. No, that's that's just the thing. Turning something that should be you know celebrated into something like, I got to get my piece of this right now. I got to oh. get my attention on this. Yeah. Why? People think recognition is important. Yeah, overly so. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. What do you? So you you mentioned that that parents do it right, and they talk about you know timmy got straight a's timmy did this timmy did that what did johnny do or what did sally do right whatever whoever mm-hmm. it may be what do you think that does to the child psychologically i mean now we're well, especially if we're your talking can't come up with anything right then and there and mm-hmm. you're and you're overhearing it as a child yeah i can create a lot of negativity yeah my parents don't think i do anything valuable hmm it's crazy. And then as a child, you end up comparing yourself to Timmy or Johnny or Sally, exactly. right? For no reason, because your your parents are comparing you to them. I, I think a lot of pressure is being put on parents as well, right? I. It's not a funny joke, but I joke that everyone knows how to raise your child except for you. <laughs> right. Right? Because everyone will tell you how to raise your child, especially as a new mother. What can be more of an insecurity than someone telling you how to raise your own child. You should do this. You need to do this. You need to do that. Grandparents of that child are probably some of the biggest culprits, right? Friends or other family, right? The aunties and uncles to that child can be some big culprits. What does that do by undermining the parent, showing them that they essentially don't know what they're doing? So it puts parents under a ton of pressure. So they want to say, hey, my Timmy's great. My Johnny's great. My Sally's great. Whatever that looks like. They're creating competition when the child is an infant. Mm-hmm. He walked at X months. Spoke at X months. Did this. He did that. They're more or less breeding competition in the, in the children. Unhealthy Mayor. competition. Yeah. Because it's not it's, it's it's not something that enriches the life. It's something that takes away from the life. Yeah. Because now you're not comparing yourself to yourself and what you can achieve. You're comparing yourself to somebody else. And it's taking away from moments when you really should be celebrating. Because now everything has to be celebrated. Yeah. And that goes way back, right? I mean, goodness gracious. Competition. I think competition is great. Just mm-hmm. for the record here. So let's not get it twisted. Right. Um. And I think we started off on some of the notes for unhealthy competition, where that can go. So I think those things are important, and I and I like that we were kind of on the same page with potentially creating resentment. I, I wrote down also from an unhealthy perspective that it can be very consuming. Mm-hmm. Someone who just consumes herself with being better than everyone else. Somebody like Kobe Bryant, 
Of course, he's better than everybody else. Shameless plug for the greatest basketball player on earth. Michael Jordan. Aside from MJ. Aside from MJ. Like, like I get Bird. you from Chicago. Okay. Larry okay. Bird. I <laughs> Magic Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell. I can't, can't argue another Lake show. Um, but from that perspective, I mean, you have to take a look at what goes into these types of players, right? What what sort of um, maddening competition drive that they had to be better than everybody else? What did Michael Jordan do? What did Kobe Bryant do? Those types of things. How many shots do you think Larry Bird took? A lot. Right? So what goes into these individuals that creates the drive in them to be better than everybody else that not everyone else possesses? I think it's just proving that they can do it themselves. Yeah. They're trying to better themselves, be the best that they possibly can be. They're not doing it to, you know, thump their chest. They're doing it to improve. Mm-hmm. And thump their chest. I mean, that's what most they players do. They want to be after, the best, After yeah. they get the championship. Once King once Kong. It, I think it, there are players that do that to thump their chest and say, I'm the greatest, right? Iverson was a good example of this. Mm-hmm. We're talking about practice. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. Uh, when I heard that, man, I was like, really? Come on. Sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. So what if you're the, if you're the best on the team? Be a team player. Yeah, lift others up, and that'll show your real success. Mm-hmm. Even though you're the greatest, maybe you made everyone else on on the team that much better. That's something to celebrate. Yeah, bringing up others around you. And those are a few things I wrote down when uh, it comes to healthy competition. Is healthy competition can drive success of a team. So I kind of. I thought of that in the perspective of, of a leader. Mutual How a group. leader can create healthy competition within a team is because it improves everyone else. Pushes it, everyone else to absolutely, greater heights. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you want to celebrate those victories for those individuals and as a team. So it becomes an area of competition where you want the individuals around you to improve because you want to be able to reach newer heights. Right. They beat you one month, you beat them the next month, or whatever that looks like, right? In a sales environment and things of that nature. So that was one of the things that I wrote that competition can be very healthy, especially on certain teams, because it will drive success for the whole because the individuals will be having friendly competition and banter with one another. Right. So I think that's a that's a, a very good thing. Um what what have you got from a, a healthy competition perspective? Other than mutual growth, I mean, there's unlocking your own potential. Okay. If you're reaching new heights, you're, I don't know, you're, you're building not only on yourself, but you're also giving someone else to aspire, something to aspire to. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I look for a competition for myself. Okay. If, if I'm able to do this, I know someone else who's in my same shoes my same situation, might be able to improve on themselves too. Mm-hmm. I look for other people that have started where I was and moved on. And Okay, if they can do it, I can do it. I'm looking to create my success, but also in a way that it might help others. So if I'm just doing it for myself, okay, great, I'm improving myself, but I'm not leaving a mark on the world. I'm not leaving it better than I entered it. 
I like it. I like it. And part of that is the journey. Oh, yeah. You learn more from the journey. You do. If you're doing it for just the success at all costs, you lose yourself in it. Absolutely. It, it'll consume you, right? As, as I mentioned. But if you're, if you're holding your, your principles, your values, and growing, mm-hmm. but you're recognizing all the growth throughout, where you've come from, where you are, where you're going to, I think you find more value in the success, in the competition, because it's an entire journey starting off at a beginner level all the way up to I'm retired now. <laughs> and I'm, you know, the greatest Michael Jordan I could possibly be, right? You mean Kobe Bryant? I think you who? You, you miss you misspoke there. <laughs> who? Kobe Bryant? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He he modeled Michael Dr- uh, Michael Jordan so I won't disagree. <laughs> um, so we, you talk about that. You say uh, it starts at a beginner level and comes, you know, hey, and now I'm retired. I'm the greatest ever, right? Mm-hmm. So we did an episode a while back on participation trophies. Ah, participation. That's one of the worst things to hit competition. Tell me how you really feel, right? And I get it. I get it. I agree. So I think that <laughs> There's something to be said for rewarding somebody for taking part in something, right? So that's one thing. Participation trophy, yeah, it is what it is. But we also shouldn't just, sports as an example, we shouldn't just play them just to play them and not keep score. Mm. There has to be some sort of level of competitiveness. Right. Because without a certain level of competitiveness, where are you going to get that drive from as an adult, as a young adult? When you're in school, you're in college, or learning a trade, or in in the real life. If that drive doesn't start there, where does it start from? Mm. So we look at a lot of children's sports today. They opt not to keep score. Everyone gets the same trophy at the end of the year. Everyone gets a Capri Sun and an orange mm. at the end of the game. Or a granola bar, whatever that is. Capri Sun, no, man, they go with the water and... and uh... And applesauce. And applesauce. <laughs> I got to keep it healthy, you know. Yeah. It's all about Capri Suns in my day, man. I'm telling you. Pizza but, afterwards. But that's the thing, right? So at the end of every year, soccer, baseball, basketball, whatever it was, absolutely. Um, we got what you would consider participation trophies. But they weren't coveted. We didn't give a shit about those. We wanted a championship trophy. The, the consolation... The sorry, the the participation trophy, the year nineteen ninety two or whatever year it was, you know, when I was playing sports as a kid, trophy that you got was just saying that, oh yeah, I played this sport this year. It was a consolation prize. Nobody really wanted it. Heck, our prizes in Little League were the pictures that we got in the form of baseball cards. And there you go. Yep, I remember those. You were on the team. Yep. Everyone got to take that team photo, and then we got baseball cards for each player. Yeah. Awesome. Great. That meant that meant you were part of the team, but not yeah. necessarily that you were successful. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with the. It was like, it would be like a little trophy with a little guy holding a bat or a little uh, a glove. It just said the year, but there was a first, second, and third place championship trophies That's for all damn we sure. Had. Oh, really? You guys yeah. have both? Yeah, nope, so, we didn't have participation trophies. Hmm. They had to, we, we had to actually try out for the teams too. So, 
Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. So there was there's multiple levels of leagues, right? There's mm-hmm. rec league and premier league and select and things like that. Whatever sport you're playing, they had one league for baseball, little league. What town? <laughs> this was down in Los Angeles, man. Oh really? Yeah. It there's was... yeah. There should be multiple leagues for everything. Mm-hmm. There wasn't in ours. Really? For us, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, was more age groups. They had different age groups. Well, yeah, there's always age groups, but each age group will usually have multiple levels of competition, if you will, in the league. Mm-hmm. Nope. You either made the team or you didn't with us. With that team, yeah. No, with that, with Little League at all. Really? You, you had to try out. Yeah, that's weird. It was very competitive. Yeah, and, and it usually is. Like with basketball, there's AAU, mm-hmm. right? And then there's rec leagues. And with soccer, it's Premier P1, P2. And then there's other development leagues, right? So those mm-hmm. are, you didn't make it to one, but you may be good enough for this one, right? So there was different levels of, of leagues based on skill set mm-hmm. in most cases. But I think those things are good. I think those things drive healthy competition to be able to play sports and to have a winner at the end of the year, mm-hmm. to have a champion at the end of the year. That's important. You have to recognize that success. Um it pushes people to try harder for the next year. Absolutely. Creates camaraderie. Mm-hmm. It builds character, right? Because now you know it's it, it's what's a quote. You get knocked down seven times, you get up eight, right? It gives you the ability to bounce back after adversity. You're going to hit adversity in life. Along the way, something's going to happen to you. It's going to knock you down. It's going to kick your ass. And it just teaches you from a young age that... You've got to you've got to work to improve. It's yeah. not going to be handed to you. Yeah. No one's going to give you a participation trophy at work. That <laughs> participation trophy is called your paycheck. Yeah, you either succeed or you don't. Mm-hmm. If you don't succeed, your business can fire you. They're not going to give you a participation trophy and say, "Good job. Maybe next year you'll you'll make us some money." Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Keep showing up. Keep the seat warm. That's right. Yeah. You've really got to try. You've got to you've got to build life. Yeah. It is a competition. Yeah. And make it a healthy one, though. Yeah, it's important. So what are some <clears throat> ways that we can ourselves and advise our listeners on how to create healthy competition in life? Ask yourself, am I doing this for myself? To lift myself up? And lord myself up over others, or am I doing it to improve myself and be the best me that I can possibly be? Hmm. Am I trying? Am I trying to compare myself to others, or am I trying to set the example for others? Hmm. So compare yourself to the ideal version of yourself, exactly, and then take the steps to get there. Okay, I like that. I like that. You. So it's not saying that you can't use others as an example of where you want to be, but just kind of make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Make sure you've got good moral character about it. Yeah. You're just thumping your chest. You're not going to be a success. Yeah. Could be, but you're going to be hated. And then what about what happens when you do get there, when you are a success? Well, you can't take success to the grave. <laughs> you can't. You can't. But what do you do, right? Do you do you beat down on everybody else who isn't as successful? No. As a matter of fact, your you your legacy ends up your legacy ends up dying. Yeah. 
But if you set yourself up as the kind of person that people want to live up to, mm-hmm. you leave behind a legacy. You've set the, you've you've put the road out for others. Yeah. Like taking Michael Jordan for example, right? Mm-hmm. Guy is an asshole. Oh, complete asshole. But you didn't hear about degenerate that while gla- he was degenerate gambler. You, okay. you didn't hear about that while he was playing. Yeah. Because the only thing that mattered for him was the game. Was the game. That's it. And this predated cell phones, camera phones, social media. Again, yeah. So not as many of those things were captured. But yeah, Michael Jordan was, for all intents and purposes, a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he was an asshole off the court. Kobe's an asshole too, don't get me wrong. But on, on the court, all you saw was he was trying to do his best. He was Greatness. trying to win. Greatness. And he was lifting up his team along with him. Yeah. That's another mark of a great player. He, he did it a different it way, just, though. He, he did, did it a different way. He was not a positive, uplifting type of player the way he would drive competition and success out of people was different than the way different motivating factors for him 100 percent, 100 percent. which i'm not debating it it -hmm. worked he killed it Mm -hmm. um but yeah he was definitely definitely an asshole so that's good now let's let's talk about that right so phil jackson was the coach of that team for so Mm -hmm. many years if Phil Jackson were to compare every player on that team to Michael Jordan, what would he do? He'd create unhealthy competition right. within the ranks of the players. So how did he manage those egos, folks like Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr and Horace Grant and everybody else that was on that team? Oh, mm-hmm. Robin was there for a little while, too. I forgot, I forgot about those years. Yeah. Um, how can you forget those years? I man? man, completely spaced. I was going going back to Cartwright and those fellas. Um, how did Coach Phil manage all those egos and have the ability to create an environment that created healthy competition, not healthy? He didn't compare them against each other. He didn't no. pit them up once against one another. He pit he them made up it against about the team. The team against everybody else in the league. It's us against the world, guys. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, okay, you guys, Zen gotta, master, right? you guys gotta have the same level of competition as Michael Jordan. All that. He, he said, okay, this is who we're playing next week. Yeah, This is who you're guarding. Here's the game plan. Here's your game plan. This is how you can beat this person. Yeah, it wasn't. Hey, this Jordan scored 40 points and got six steals and Eight right. assists last night. What did you do, Scotty? No, they didn't do that. That creates unhealthy competition. Exactly. Poor environment. Resentment. And that's horrible. Consuming hostility, frustration. Happened. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's challenging. But I think that the response can be different, right? Some people will, will see that and they'll say, damn, okay, that drives me. I want to get there. I want to get that. Right. And others, it can be demoralizing and create resentment. So I think that need to know what works for each person. Absolutely. If Absolutely, you're right. in the leadership role, but you should know what's going to work best for you if you're trying to grow. As an individual. Right. Mm-hmm. Good shit, good shit. Groovy, groovy, my man. I'm right digging on, it. right on. So this is this has been pretty fun so far. Healthy versus unhealthy uh, competition. I almost mm-hmm. said success there because I had that word written down. And well, hey, you know. I was we, reading it. It helps that we got to talk, you know, with Kobe and Jordan. 
Hey, you damn right. <laughs> I know you're a big MJ fan. You're a big Kobe fan. Yeah, you, you know it. MJ's okay, I guess. I'm I mean, a, I'm a fan of beef too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you. I know he was a basketball player. Oh, yeah. that one, that Kobe, yeah, that guy, that guy. You son of a, you son of a guy. <laughs> um, so right now you're breeding unhealthy competition, Glenn. There's only one. K- <laughs> There's only one KB I know, Chris Bryant. Who the hell is that? Cubs. Oh yeah, Baseball. Cubs. Is that a farm league? What? What are, what are the Cubs? <laughs> farm league. No, that's the Mariners. Oh, the Cubs. They won a AAA championship recently, didn't they? Yeah, World Series. World Series. Oh, what? Damn. After about a hundred and eight year dry spell, but mm. there you go. One of the oldest franchises in history. Yep. Talk about the competition there. Yeah. What? What does that do? Ooh, made their competition a little bit harder the next year. Yeah. Everyone was trying to model themselves after the Cubs. Yeah. They're setting themselves up to beat the Cubs. Okay, this is what they did last year. This is how we have to beat them this year. Mm-hmm. They obviously didn't win the next year. Yeah. Because everybody saw them. Yeah. It's like you look at the NBA right now, right? I'm a big Lakers fan. Everyone in the East has to go through LeBron. LeBron goes to the Lakers. Now the East is wide open. People in the past were developing their game plan to beat LeBron, whether he was on the Miami Heat with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, or on the Cleveland Cavaliers with Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and and J.R. Smith and and everybody else. That completely changed the competition in the East. Mm -hmm. And the the game in the East is wide open now in the NBA. So, um, yeah, the, the way that you're saying the other teams had to model their game plans to be better than the Cubs, the same thing happens in basketball and in soccer and in football and hockey and everything. Sales. Else. Yeah, well, sales as well, yeah. As as the landscape changes, you have to change yourself as well. Yep. I dig it. I dig it. Well, Glenn, as we I think I think as we come to to wrap here pretty soon, um competition I think is something that's very, very important. It can drive good behaviors, but it could also potentially be pretty consuming and, and create some negative feelings of resentment and anger and frustration. So I think that it's important that we recognize that everyone wants to better themselves. Being the best version of yourself is probably one of the most important things that you can think of day in and day out. And that is a healthy form of competition. Compete with yourself every single day. Compete with others around you in a healthy manner that lifts everybody else up. Why would I want you to fail to be better than you? That's me winning by default and being lazy. That's the easy way out. Why would I want that? I would want you to be the best person possible and then beat you. That's the kind of level of competition that I want. I want to find out, hey, lately I've been playing ping pong at work. I don't know if I told y'all this. I bought a damn ping pong paddle. I'm obsessed with playing ping pong. I want to get good. Robbie is really good. And he's like, hey, I'm going to play serious this time. I'm like, bro, you better play serious every time because I'm not going to kick your ass unless you play your ass off because I need to improve. You're better than me. I want to play you. I don't want to play people I can beat. Yeah, it's great to win, but I recognize that I'm not that good yet. I need to play the MJ of ping pong, the Kobe of ping pong, right? Mm -hmm. 
Because if I'm just coming in the game right now, if I'm Steph Curry's little brother, I need to keep playing my brother. Those are people that I need to play. I need to be up against the best. That's the kind of competition I want. I don't want you to lose so I can win. I want you to continue winning so when I beat you, I know, I know that I'm at the pinnacle of success. That's the kind of competition that I want. There's some good competition, but there's also some good strategy in losing a couple times, too. Oh, if you're trying to hustle somebody, yeah. Yeah, you know. I've, like I've Uncle did, Phil? I've done that to, Like Uncle Phil playing pool back I've in the day? I've done that to our, our brother Rohit here, oh, playing yeah. chess. Oh, yeah? And, uh, oh, wait, what what was it? Foosball, right? It's foosball, not chess. Foosball, that's right. I, I did the chess to Kevin. I was going to say, those are completely different. <laughs> <laughs> no, foosball, you know. You, you just good? decide to play some foosball and... Before I worked at Zones, mm-hmm. taking a tour of the facility, <clears throat> we decided to play some foosball. And, you know, I'm actually a pretty decent foosball player. Yeah. I'm garbage. I let Rohit win a few times. Yeah. Just so I could see how he plays. And after a while, I said, okay, that's enough. I know how he plays and I know how to win. Mm-hmm. It's done. He didn't win another game after. Smoked him. <laughs> Is he good, Rohit? It's like five years ago. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> Was he good five years ago? Maybe. He beat me. Yeah. I'm not good, so you probably kicked my ass. But, um, man, I'm digging ping pong. I mean, I'm into it. And that's those are the kind of things that I think would drive healthy competition because I want my competition to be good, mm-hmm. and I want to beat them. I don't want them to be bad. I don't wish negativity or failure upon them. No, definitely. I, I, if I beat someone, I want them to be doing their best. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Good shit, good shit, groovy, groovy. I stole it. I stole it from Right you. on, right on. <laughs> My man. My man. Well, everybody, we want to thank you again for tuning in this week to another episode of the GYSD podcast. We really appreciate you coming in and listening to us, giving us your feedback. And again, this week's episode was all about competition. The, the two types of competition that we discussed here today were healthy versus unhealthy competition. How it can be breeded in different environments, how it can be created by the individual or a leader of a team, whether that be a sports team or a sales team or a team at work. How it can create camaraderie, drive success and push other individuals around you, or how it could potentially demoralize people and, and create Animosity. Animosity, frustration, along with resentment, right? It can be Mm -hmm. very consuming. So keep an eye on those things as you compete with yourself and others in your life. And continue to succeed and be positive. You got anything else for us, Glenn? I love you, Kyle. Oh, my goodness. That was random, but I love you too, brother. I I like Rohit too. Just like a little. He's all right. He's cool. Awesome. Well, with that said, thanks again. We expect to hear you, see you back listening to us next week for your favorite podcast in the whole wide world, the GYSD podcast. Continue getting your shit together. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 